1: Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress.
2: Look at you. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Tom. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm doing good. Good. Yeah, I think
2: we were just here. I don't know how that I works, know. but whatever.
1: Yeah. Deja vu, right? Or something. Other I'm, than we swap positions a little bit. And I'm here liking and,
2: where I am in the podcast, yeah. in the Chris Ferrara podcast studio. <laughs> and he's probably gonna start screwing with us somewhere. Can you mess with us in a while?
1: Well, you we'll shouldn't have do. said that.
2: I know. I've just challenged yep. him to come on in. Yep. So lights will fall or <laughs> something gets unplugged. Don't, Joelle, don't let Tom near the electrical outlet because that's happened before, that's too, true. right in the middle of a podcast. It gets unplugged. So so uh, what's new, Joel? You don't have a mic. You'll just have to scream.
1: Um, hi. Hi, Joelle. <laughs>
2: Glad to have you back. He keeps showing up. I keep thinking he may not show up
1: no susan i'm I'm here for life.
2: You would never leave me. I would, would never you? leave you. I know.
1: you need me too much,
2: plus, I'll hunt you down. Well, I know people
1: he, he makes you need him too
2: <laughs> absolutely, yeah, no question, yeah, so we've got some I think this is going to be quite an interesting episode, and all I can say is. We are not held accountable or responsible for anything that is said. It might be
1: a good thing that that's the case, right?
2: (laughs) And we're known for saying some pretty obscure things in here. That's true. (laughs) Once in a while. So this is going to be exciting. So you you brought us this guest, so tell us all about him.
1: Well, I don't know if I, I... I have to let him and his wife tell about him. Maybe we should let his wife tell about him. But we have retired officer Sean Stouter from Mesa PD. That's Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, Arizona. And his wife, Rebecca... Thank you. Um glad to have y'all here. This is going to be fun. So, like myself, Sean has <laughs> suffered a TBI.
2: Does he remember it though?
1: Uh no. He so, we'll it. talk he about that. You be and you're
2: not remembering. <laughs> yeah, I, I still think it's selective. I really well, do. Well, <laughs> you
1: know I did get a new shirt that says selective listener.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> yeah, it goes in one ear and out the other, unless it applies to sex or something
0: else.
3: Exactly. The dollar
1: sex always in. gets your head to turn. Absolutely. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> when Rebecca gets the opportunity to paint my life canvas however she wants because my brain got deleted. So <laughs> uh, she can say, Well, this is you. And all right. Oh,
4: that, I tried to remind him that I get. Monthly, you know, self care trips to yes. the spa, a yearly Hawaii
0: trip. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, all the basics. Nice you salute.
2: Get, yeah, you get to you get to tell him what life was like when he was happy. Before. Do you remember where? I think that's a, every wife should have that. I still be married. <laughs> Dang, I didn't think to try that one. Who knew it was a blessing? Jeez, man, answer. I could get that full federal government retirement check. <laughs> Dang, I wasn't smart. That, it's been a lot of years ago.
1: <laughs> so, Sean, uh, tell us what you remember. How, tell us how you got started being in law enforcement. What was there some kind of drive? Somebody that kind of sparked that interest for you, or how'd that come about?
3: So, my plan was to be a doctor. Because um, I have lots of um, doctors in the family, and is that how
4: we hooked your Rebecca? <laughs> I, I, was, I came in later in the picture. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> and so, um, eventually, I um, was was endeavoring to be that. I was working as a physiotherapist, and um, then nine uh, eleven happened, and some time passed, and um, that changed everyone's life. Uh, absolutely. And. Um, So, I had the desire to want to serve in the military, and my family, um, both of my grandfathers, um, they served in the army. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was uh, inclined to join the army. And um, so um, I joined the army, Um, I joined military police, Mm -hmm. I went through Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. I went through basic training. That and wonderful VIT. place you were telling us about, it, you love so much, just a few minutes ago. It's a lovely place, um, <laughs> and oh. if you ever want to go and enjoy um, the nice cold weather, you can go and sleep out there in a GP tiny, a very small uh, tent that the army gives you, and you can lay there with the old sleeping bags, which were made of like cotton. And, you know, very yeah. effective in yes. wind chills yes. and it would, sure. It would melt the ground so that your sleeping bag would absorb oh. the water. And then you would freeze with that all (laughs) night and then do that repeatedly day after day after day after day. You should
2: have been here for our last podcast because we were talking about the difference in Army and Air Force.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She's had that opportunity. Night
4: and day. Night and day difference. You ever go to Fort Dix and then go to the Fort MacArthur side and there's like literally deers hopping along at night when we got there and lights were on. It was chirpy. There were birds singing in the tree. We go to Fort Dix, just cross over. The lights were off. The power was out. There were these chirping, you know, Crickets, <laughs> like from a horror movie, and we're sitting like, where did we just, where did we just go? <laughs> Army and
2: Air Force. Well, yeah, our last are. guest, he changed. He, he was started Florence. Army, yeah. yeah, and he started in Army Florence, Arizona, and he heard the Air Force talking about all these great restaurants and stuff in Florence. To find out they meant Italy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so close.
2: He's like, where were y'all we in Florence? I, like, I Where were y'all? We yeah, it was good.
3: <laughs> so I um, had that exciting adventure in lovely Mo- uh, Fort Leonard, and then um, I came back after AIT and basic training. And uh, I was a reservist. I joined as a reservist. Arizona's home. Arizona's home. Another born and raised. Yes. Mm-hmm. And two and two a, a one. Wow. Well, and here's another rabbit hole because I identify with rabbit holes. Um, her <laughs> and I were born um, and delivered by the same doctor two years apart. Same um,
0: hospital.
3: Yeah, Dr. Wow. Levitt.
4: general. Wow. And
3: um, it's no longer there. But um, so... We were uh, delivered, and then she had the opportunity to move move to another place in Arizona. <laughs> Beautiful Yuma. <So> <laughs> like we spent some time back.
4: there. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like Florence, Arizona. a yeah. <laughs> Fine print there. Yeah.
3: yeah. So then she moved back up after spending most of her, um, her well all her kid life in lovely Yuma, and then moved up to Mesa, and we met. And, but she so um, fast forward though, and um, so I finished up basic training. And I get back to lovely Arizona as a reservist, and now this now I'll do the monthly drill stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, eight hours after getting back to um, to Arizona, they put me on active duty um, for a deployment. Um, they deployed me to Cuba, um, where I spent a year, and then you um, at
2: lovely Gitmo. I was <laughs> fine place, fine place, nice mm-hmm. people.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. there's um, there's a, there's a interesting. Uh, uh, there's Rodents of Unusual Size from the, the uh, movie. <laughs> what movie was Princess that? Princess Bride. Princess Bride. So there's, um, there's literally in Cuba, and you can talk to folks that have been there, um, these giant um banana rats, that's what they call them. And they are in packs of like 50, and they go from here to there, and they, yeah, banana rats, Rodents of Unusual. what ammunition's for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't tell
2: me the army didn't give you any rounds. <laughs>
3: So it was an interesting uh, experience, you know, and uh, I got to know my brothers and sisters laboring and, uh, well, constantly everything that was going on was in the news sure, daily. Sure. Um, so got back from that and um, I was doing construction um, as a reservist and and then um, I put in my application because I was military police and spent basically two years of my life doing that with Mesa PD. And um, they hired me and um, I went through... Um, training. And then when I started FTO, I was a couple months into FTO and then they sent me to Iraq. And, um, Another garden spot. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, who'd you really, <laughs> pick, really pick the places. <laughs> oh. So, um, and that's where um, while we were in Iraq, we were in Saddam Hussein's hometown in Odwar. Um, and that's where um, we were the archangels. And that's where um, the archangels comes from, from that deployment. Um, and so when I got back from that, the, the Army sent me after about a year to Afghanistan, and um, when I got back with that, from that, um, a lot of my friends, my battle buddies, brothers and sisters that I'd served with, um, they were going through some challenges. Mm-hmm. And so I started reaching out to different businesses I'd say, you know, hey, can you help this person out to this organization? I don't want a dime of it. Don't just help them out. They, they've, they've served their country. They've been mm-hmm. doing some good stuff, um, you know, and... That's and they were like, well, we'll donate to five one c three. I was like, what is a five one c three? And that's what I got with the Macy United Way, and um, we started the Archangels. Uh, with uh, fortunately the Macy United Way is awesome, and they helped out to get it going. And so that you know, the, as we were writing the, you know, they're like, well, what do you, who, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, my life is military veterans first, upon is their family, so um, police, fire. Um, and the different branches, and and I'm um, some some yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit sensitive to active duty, reserve, sure. national guard, like making sure that they're all covered. Absolutely, and Coast Guard. Right. Don't leave
2: the Coast Guard out.
3: Well, <laughs> but, I mean, there's active duty. There's you know Coast sure. Guard. And there's so yeah, they're definitely included. And Space Force now. Yeah, that's true. Even I'm um, I've one person that um, is from Space Force that I've come across.
2: You know, we need oh, to add cow. that in our stuff too. I forgot about. It. I always right. do forget about. I still. I just go, okay, I'm old. I know that. <laughs> I, never, I never thought this would be happening in my lifetime, but okay, but you're right. That's true. Yeah.
3: So uh, that, that's kind of uh, Archangels. And then fast forward, um, and I, I don't know, would you like to... Well, tell, I mean, what, what is the
2: mission statement at Archangels? What What is the goal in helping
3: these people? Well, we try to help folks, um, you know, combating uh, suicide and, and um, various elements um, and... So as we're doing it, um, you know, just this week we had um, an original archangel who was uh, suffering through some some serious challenges, and he doesn't have um, the resources and things that um, you know would would help him. So I had a brotherly conversation with him and with um, you know the, the other archangels, and so we helped him to get some groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, we we helped him to um, help to his. He had several different challenges that we were taking care of. So um, we uh, we so helped the police financials officer.
2: Financials, primarily academy. financially driven, well, to help them.
3: We do we do uh, we we combat post traumatic stress. Um, we do um, uh, so. I'm I'm also um, the army certified me um, to be um, master resiliency trainer, mm-hmm. and so I, I utilize a lot of that to help folks to decompress. Mm-hmm. So trying to decompress folks from whatever element that they're um, combating. And so um, that's, you know, what Archangels has endeavored to do. um, And that's kind of the the basics of of Archangels.
4: And really endeavoring to think outside the box because you've (laughs) got a lot of organizations that help these groups. Mm -hmm. And we're so grateful for that. A lot of them, their hands are tied. Yes. Where can you do equine therapy clinics? Because that's not in a box. That's not in a cubicle. Exactly. Uh, can you can you do um, these art clinics or these things that get them on a different sphere? Because mm-hmm. sure. you know, oh, it's medication. Uh, this is what we're driven to do. So the real hope is healing. Yes, we want them to heal, and and the process is very personal to that. Right. So putting them in an element where it can be personal. And I love that that's where, you know, a lot of times when we're meeting these um, military veterans, first responders, we're meeting them where they're at. Mm-hmm. You have to. In the moment, yeah. not saying, hey, okay, uh, once you get to this step, you know, it's it's one team, sure. one fight. It's the motto that Sean lovingly says a lot. And I don't know how long, I don't know if you even coined that phrase because it seems once you started saying it, it got
0: everywhere. But. Well,
3: I, I uh, started using it back when Archangels was being, was starting back in about 2017. And um, I shared it with uh, Sergeant Major that I ended up um, deploying, again, the only CONUS uh, mobilization that the Army sent me to the continental U.S. Um, so it was to Fort Bliss in, in Texas and El Paso slash New Mexico. And um, as I was there, um, I shared, you know, well, as we were leading up to the mission, um, I shared with them, you know, through text, one team, one fight. And she used it um, whenever we'd call the company to a, a a formation, little battalion. Um, he he would he would yell, "One team, one fight." Nice. And so, and after um, um, some of the exciting changes in my life, and I'm sure that we'll get into, um, <laughs> I, um, I, I, I I added the semi I added the semicolon, you know, um, to the side of it because um, semicolon rather than like a period or exclamation or whatever, the story's not over. Right. The mission continues. There's the more. Semicolon kind right. of
2: interrupts. A little bit, but it's not the end. Sure, no. And sadly, we will always be fighting. Mm -hmm. There's no end in this. We just hope to reduce the numbers greatly by doing more preventative stuff. And because it's hard to watch people hurting, and you're right, you have to meet them where they are, and not just offer one type resource. That's been a hard thing. Battle we have fought is the license world is resistant to different types of assistance. And we can't be, out, there's room at the table for everybody. Good gosh, there's over 800,000. Right. Well, I don't know, this week, it might be 40,000 <laughs> law enforcement in this country, you know, at the rate they're dropping. but And then you add military and fire and EMS and all the rest to it. There's enough enough for all of us to need to get in the fight. And, and we're really stronger together. Full team. Absolutely. And right. There's a lot you do. You know, you say it's a hard fight, it's a sad fight. Mm-hmm.
4: But when you start helping others in the fight, it's, it's almost like eating your veggies because they're good for you and eating them because they're delicious. Yes. All of a sudden you feel that joy of, of knowing, okay, we're lifting each other up. You know, what is the, the saying you use? High tide.
3: The high tide raises all ships.
4: Yeah. yeah. You raise that tide. You, you come together and, you, you know, larger in a group, in one team. Sure. So. Awesome.
1: So that was Sean 1.0.
2: <laughs> How many point O's we got? <laughs> we
1: definitely,
2: definitely up to two. Don't more. ask his yeah.
1: wife.
3: <laughs> so
2: I see a new motto coming for me after chemo. I'm going to be, I'm, just, I'm skipping two and three and four. We're going to go to Susan.
1: Five point O's. I don't have that many years
0: left. I need to skip ahead.
1: So let's talk a little bit about your life changing event. Um, What do you, do you remember, what's your last memory of that day?
3: So when it comes to memory, the way, this is the best way I can describe it. Um, If you had like a football field and on it laid out was a map of my brain, my memories, everything, and you took a handful of rocks and you chucked them on that football field to the different memories. Um, Wherever they landed, landed randomly on the football field, that was memories that I retained um however so there's very random memories Mm -hmm. um sometimes becky will have well you know she'll say something and i'll quote a random song lyric and then there's times when she's like hey remember this really special day that we had it's gone um and then when we talk about i'm like i didn't have a chance to choose which ones i kept which ones i didn't right and um so um, that's the best way I can describe. Does uh, my, anything my spark
2: it to come back?
3: Sometimes, so some things that help. I call it peeling, peeling back the brain onion.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so, um, pictures, videos, mm-hmm. movies, like. Um, so as I've I, um, been re, re having um, uh, regrowing. Um, I had the opportunity where um, Veterans Heritage Project had done some recordings of me back in. 2017 i think it was 2016 somewhere around there and it was while i was working as a police officer and i was doing community outreach um you know uh which is something that i enjoy doing you have to do that in addition to normal police work sure um but you know it's good opportunity to link up with people and find right. out what's going on in the community and, how, and help them to feel loved and supported and appreciated so i would do stuff um here and there different things and um they recorded, they, they asked if they could um, go ahead and record my military stories. Um, and so I'd go in, um, you know, a few minutes here, there, 10, 15 minutes. Um, and they did probably about five videos of me of asking me just these um, lots of questions about, you know, Iraq or Afghanistan or basic training or whatever it was. And, um, and here's me like answering them. And, I, have, I don't have any memory of okay. this. <laughs> so, like, they shared that with me after the injury because um, uh, I never got a copy of it because I ended up having to leave for military duty for a year, um, the police department. And so, you know, they took care of their things and then um, folks went different places. And so it kind of got um, put into, um, we'll, we'll work on this in a little bit. And so eventually um, when my... Um, in on August eleventh of twenty twenty, I had the opportunity to get um, found by a car doing seventy five miles an hour on the US sixty, and um, so were you looking for that vehicle?
2: Is this one of the wrong way driver incidents that we have no. out here quite regularly? No, there's actually
4: two sides to this. There are two parts to this. I should say not a side, but um, there's a ladder in the in the freeway. Right. So uh, there's the element of the ladder in the freeway and the element of the driver who is distracted.
0: Ah. Uh,
3: well, and with the latter, I, I have friends that are, like, Becky's wearing the Paralyzed Veterans of America shirt because we're friends with uh, the folks, um, Peter and Don Quinn, and we're all the folks, folks over at uh, PVA. And, uh, you know, uh, my friend um, Bushline, who I served with in Iraq, um, I have friends that um, have been paralyzed. Uh, um, Uncle Gary, he's had, you know, he's in a wheelchair and stuff. So I have a soft spot for sure. folks that are um, dealing with that element. And um, that morning... I was going to uh, meet up with the vice president, and um, I'd done that before. Uh, This is going to be the second meeting, and I went went to go clean the car, um, uh, and so as I was on the way to go clean the car, um, there was a ladder in the roadway, and that's not typically Mesa um, doesn't typically handle the freeways. Um, uh, DPS will oftentimes you know be the ones that respond to that. However, sometimes I mean there's distance and so sure. if it's something we can take care of, right. we'll just sure. knock it out. So I saw the ladder there, and I, I know I was going to go meet with the vice president, but I was going to go ahead and, uh, and make sure that people people on a motorcycle didn't hit that mm-hmm. ladder yeah. um, and end up dead or paralyzed or whatever the situation is. And so initiated my uh, lights, and um, all the cars started going around me, and um, unfortunately one car didn't, and um, hit me about 75 miles an hour. Awesome. And um, and this was what year? This was 2020. Okay,
2: what a year! Yeah,
3: no kidding. Yeah, it was a great year for yeah. police and for I was and I was serving as a first sergeant at the time. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the um, uh, the ranks, but mm-hmm. in in like in the army, you know, there's officer and enlisted, and you come in enlisted, you're private, private second class, private first class, specialist, corporal, sergeant, staff sergeant, sergeant first class, master sergeant, first sergeant, and um, I was serving as the first sergeant for this unit, so I had over a hundred soldiers assigned to me and ended up um, having, uh, that's the day that I got, I, I'd been serving as the first sergeant um, with my, with um, Major Torres for a couple of years, and, uh, and then uh, that changed it, that ended like uh-huh. August 11th, everything stopped.
4: And there were so many more things you were doing at that time. I mean, he he had a great and crazy idea that he was going to get his master's in a year. <laughs> and he was two weeks away when wow. the accident happened. And there was just, you know, you're doing that full-time. You're doing first sergeant duty full-time. Or, and you're doing... Well, you're,
3: you're doing first sergeant pretty much and, full-time. You just don't get paid for a full-time. That's a given.
2: What were you getting your master's in?
3: Organizational leadership. <laughs> I got,
2: well, we could use that right
3: now. <laughs> yeah. I, I got my bachelor's degree. It took me, oh, 13 years. But um, I got it in, in criminal justice and criminology. Um, summa cum laude from nice. ASU. Nice. and um, Which is pretty good because I, I didn't do so well in high school. Uh, <laughs> not, a deal, not a big deal. I went to college to learn social skills. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was good with average and everything else. <laughs> and the, so at the, 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 at the time, I'm like, oh, well. Let's go ahead and um, I'm, you know, I'm serving as the first sergeant and people are talking about, we'd love to see you get promoted. um, But so why don't you work on getting your degree? And So, you know, we thought about it and we're we're faith-filled families we prayed about it and felt good about it. And so we did it. And yeah, then the excitement happened.
4: It's kind of funny how the world stops, you know, in these Mm -hmm. times when that happens, everything you just, it stops, except for yourself, have to go on existing. and Sure. But, you know, and, and it's interesting to know, as I hear him retell this story, it's going to be interesting to know if that is details he's pieced together, because we have, I right. this was like on repeat in the hospital. Sure. Almost every, for the first couple of weeks was every 30 minutes, almost his brain would just black and he wouldn't know where he was at. Sure. And I have to retell. So I almost got it on a <laughs> so repeat.
1: What did, when he when he was still in the hospital, would he, Basically, say why am I here? What happened? Oh,
4: not really, because he his speech was really hard mm. at the beginning. It was really broken. When he would speak, he didn't understand. But and he knew his name. He knew you. He knew his name. Sometimes knew me. Um, there was a time where that was forgotten, and so, but it was the face. Like you could tell, he recognized, but didn't know the connection. Right. Sure. And that's a lot of what a traumatic brain injury they describe for me as is. It could be two memories coming together. Mm-hmm. They're tra- the brain is desperately trying to figure out what is going on sure and so you get to those moments where he's probably heard that story over
2: a it's like
3: times children. Right. Yeah, yeah we don't yeah. know
2: if it's children we really remember the stories or we've been if told them so many, many times it. yes. yeah and it's just that. training
3: you know in the military <laughs> and the police department <laughs> you training
2: yeah you keep telling <laughs> yourself because <Yeah. laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> we
4: ain't buying it. <laughs> i don't want any more of this training we could just <laughs> forego the hard. training of traumatic events but
1: so how were you notified of the incident
4: you know, it's actually a really interesting story how the details of that, because I actually knew within 10 minutes of the accident is my time estimate, because we live, you know, about an hour away from the hospital
0: right.
4: and where it happened on Gilbert or sorry, Greenfield in the 60, I had to pass that on my way to the hospital. So I got to see the accident. I got oh, wow. to see his car. And, but interestingly enough, we had a first responder friend who was passing on the other side of the freeway when it happened. And he called one of our friends who lives out by us, who's also a Mace police, and said, hey, one of your buddies just got creamed on the freeway. I'm going to turn around. And this guy's a trained, you know, EMT, was able to, had some knowledge and training. But nice. uh, like one of his other friends would tell me later, if it's your friend, it's a lot harder. All right. of a sudden it's, you know, you can do that to a million people. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. when it's someone personal. So he turns around and he notices it's Sean. And so he calls him back and says, it's Sean. And, of course, by that time, the police was starting to figure out who it was. Uh, One of his first buddies on the scene was a a buddy that he had deployed with, our good friend Tim. And, again, it's that understanding that this is serious. You know, he wasn't responding. All I got was at 10 minutes that that guy dropped everything. Our friend came around the corner to our house, meets me at the door with his lovely wife, and all he could say, you know, can you come step outside for a minute? And I love already that a lot of law enforcement has that training, that he handled it so delicately and so beautifully so you're not – losing your mind all of a sudden, it was a moment to process this says, I, I don't have much information. But Sean's been in an accident and he's not responding and you need to go to the hospital right now. And I remember just thinking, okay, whew, you got to breathe through that you got, to, <laughs> you know, asking him to pray with me and just take a moment to really get some strength in me because i have to go back into five kids now it was the right. middle of 2020 my kids are home from school sure. doing the whole homeschool online no. and, and five kids and luckily they had already had a plan that was one of my biggest you know blessings if you will was that 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 group of those friends had a plan okay. we're going to with the kids we've got the kids the other person's going to drive you and you get to have that drive and what we've learned also it's something that sean did when he was, you know, in, in police field and, and military, is we luckily lived an hour away, so it's called decompressing. Yes, yeah. and yeah. I got an hour's drive to just try and decompress Put it and together. take that moment to so that when I got to the hospital, because there is a sense of panic, sure, yeah, there is a moment where you go through that, like he's not responding, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Does sure. that mean he's dead? Does that mean that so? And then you're passing the accident, you see his car. If you guys do see a picture, have yeah. you seen a picture of it? Yeah, I don't know if
3: you've yeah, heard. now I just were you her. in
2: the vehicle or out of the vehicle and got hit into the vehicle. I was
3: in the vehicle, and then they had to extract me. So I was in a coma, um, and so they ended up, um, you know, the fire department came and had to extract me, and I have no memory. I was was out. Wow.
4: And it's wonderful how your brothers and sisters in, in arms, I don't know if we say a different thing for police, but for military, say in arms, but... Um, how they come together in those moments Mm -hmm. to support you. I got to the hospital. I had an escort. I had, of course, his sergeant. He was really good to take me in a room. There was, of course, a chaplain there, wonderful chaplain Sammy, as I call him. And they were ready for this scenario, even though it was a traumatic event for them. Sure. So I really love the setup that looking back, even though you're just kind of existing in that moment, (laughs) what's going on? You know, it was handled
2: very well by those who were having to tell me. Well, that's their life. Yeah. Crisis-driven.
1: Right. Right. You know, it's the yeah.
2: it's the mundane day-to-day things they don't handle very well. <laughs> you know, but seriously, that's that's the personality. Even, yeah.
1: and I think we do a, a a pretty good job as you know in different agencies of taking care of our own and and the families of our own. You know, when stuff like that happens, I I think the departments at least show sensitivity towards that and try to get you all the information, include you as quickly as possible, where as if we're looking at the police operating with, or, you know, working with a family that's not police related for a, a traumatic event like that, we're not quite as well yeah, how much do you them give them how, yeah, informed of things, Yeah, you know. So yeah. it is, I'm glad to hear that they took care of you and, and did good by you.
2: And
4: the truth is, you know, as we've done our nonprofit work, that's something that you kind of come across in those scenarios um, especially military side, it's opened our eyes to, you know, how hard it is to accept people's kindness, people's mm-hmm. generosity, people's compassion in right. those moments when you sure. feel so empty. Sure. You know, well, you're the problem you
2: solvers, though. And even as a spouse right. of a military law enforcement, you're the you're part of the problem solver. We don't need help. We help others. Right. So it's and that to comes to, to a
4: bigger. It makes it a bigger picture when you start realizing, okay, part of Helping others is helping, is receiving help. Absolutely. And then it makes it an even bigger circle, a bigger team, if you will, Mm -hmm. as we reach out and we do the work in the nonprofit realm or we do work in our neighborhoods and, Mm -hmm. you know, try to really help others, you know, again, the high tides. Sure. So. Absolutely. So how long was he kind of in the woods that this could go either way? You know, actually... And my, I hope I get this right. As I look back on my notes that day, I te- kept a journal that day. But I remember thinking that it was about a week of in the woods of, we don't know what you know. I was told we don't know what he's even going to be like when he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of broken bones, up. also, or a head interestingly traumas? enough, not one. Broken bone. From wow. that.
3: I have a prosthetic elbow <laughs> and other exciting stuff. not a lot of other fun injuries. Wow. But I
4: remember waiting for that because sure. I, I yeah. didn't know if I could even, you know, touch his hand without pain. I, they didn't sure. tell me anything. And so finally I was waiting. they hadn't even told me I had a brain injury at that point. And the nurse that was wonderful looked at me and was, could tell I was waiting. I was like, I just want to know what, what's broken so I can start preparing my mind for that. And he finally got the results back. He says, no broken bones. And I <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief. And I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> But he just shook his head like, you don't understand. Right. Your husband has a traumatic brain injury. We don't know what he's going to be like when he wakes up. Sure. We don't know if he's going to walk again. We don't know if he can see. And it, it might have been too many details at the moment for him to tell <laughs> me, but I'm grateful that he gave me that, that for my personal need, that was needed. Sure. Um, to know that, okay, now we're in an unknown territory and uncomfortable situations um, get you to receive comfort.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And so though I was comforted with no broken bones, and I was very uncomfortable with this news of, I don't even know if he's going to remember us. Right. There was a certain comfort in knowing, okay, he's surrounded by a team that knows how to take care of this. Oh. And this, this story's changed since, you know, we mentioned earlier that, um, I've had, you know, a, a brain injury when I was younger and the, the narrative, the rhetoric, that uh, the things they talk about 30 some odd years ago when that happened way different than what it yes. is now. And it's comforting to know that to say, okay, and I've learned a lot along the process of that, that this is been over time being taken care of that they're getting more information and understanding it more to where his therapy was way different than when I was going sure. through that you know sure oh we still helping. don't know
2: three-fourths about the brain sure. it's still a yeah.
4: it's still a because you see that you know with his process of healing you know they told me typically this can take three to six months and once they started realizing he couldn't walk and he walked in two weeks mm-hmm. You know, And mind you, I joke with him, he's he's kind of my Wesley from the Princess Bride. He's always been a quick healer, and <laughs> you, you know, he definitely can do a lot of things like that. And, he and just, I don't know, you know why they
2: even speculate on things, especially where the brain right, is, right. is involved. Uh, you know, right. that's the thing. Because it's a gas. And, and you can set people up to fall into oh. that. And, yeah. you know, you go, we don't really know. He yeah. could be two weeks. He could be two years. We don't know he's going to do him right right and that was the blessing
4: of you know of our experience at this the healing process took i mean his his lapse of memory was a good month and a half 2 months before they started realizing okay he can remember now enough to go to the next step because mm-hmm. there's the initial hospital then you go to the rehab facility then you go to a home to try and reorchestrate and relearn how to be in a home sure. before you send him home to five kids and let that happen and so mm-hmm it was a lot <laughs> it was kind of
3: like a deployment like you know they yeah. put me to Iraq or Afghanistan put me to Phoenix slash Scottsdale for you know a better half of a year right and I was away from my family but I do think that uh, that one was probably harder on the family than the ones oh, overseas oh, sure. like, right like sure. for, 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 for the soldier um, yeah. those ones aren't great overseas however for the kids like oh, they, they tell their friends oh yeah my dad he's serving the military he's serving our country right. But there, my dad's in the hospital,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and so I. Th- there was a lot of, for the kids to process, sure. and so I think that like this was, it was what, definitely different, but more it was challenging for them. What's your age range
1: in your kids? Oh gosh, oldest to going youngest, on
4: fourteen to going on five. Wow, yeah, five awesome kids.
1: So before we stop talking about your time at the hospital, Sean told me a pretty funny story about when you decided to leave.
0: Oh, I've, oh, oh, I know the story.
3: She has lots of exciting stories. This is one of the exciting <laughs> you stories. you got to hear this one. Yeah, this, yeah. Is,
4: this is where you know that the military and the PD are very successful in their training <laughs> because even though a million things were forgotten, he did not forget the number to dispatch. And that is that story you're talking yes. about? Yes. So we were very lucky that in the rehab center, I was able to be able to see him quite a bit, and that was needed for him to not because oftentimes it was, I'm prisoner of war, he would go into this mindset, this military mindset or this police mindset, right. I'm being kidnapped, I'm a prisoner, this is not real. And you had to try and jar him out of that. It's just a natural process, you know, right. for someone who's been through the combat, through the floor deployments and sure. the training. Um, it made sense. But that night, I did have to leave. It was my one night to finally go and see the kids. They were being lovingly watched, but I needed that time with them try to rebond and make sure we're sticking together on this. And I get a call.
2: <laughs> I see right where this oh, is headed, and it ain't good. <laughs> oh,
4: it was just unreal. And they're like, "Is Sean at the hospital?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course he is." He said, "Well, we dispatch got a call from him, and of course, dispatch knows his voice. <laughs> sure. They all, this is him. This right. sounds like him." And I loved that. That was probably what was it? Like what, two, probably two or three weeks in. So his speaking was a little bit more articulate by then, and he was doing really good. Um, but it was definitely they were like, we have to treat this real. We can't <laughs> no, just assume no, that no. he's not. SWAT We've got shows to, up at the rehab hospital because <laughs> I wasn't there to verify. They did. They had to go down there and they had to make sure he was physically there. But they had to lock down. The the one great thing about our our service members, our law enforcement. <laughs> You don't, keep, you don't stay down.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, there's that determination that keeps you going. It's bigger than you, basically, is always the the job and, and what you're trying to do, and you can't keep him down. And so he was trying to get up and even trying to walk, you know, he was still doing a decent job of that learning, but they had to lock down the floors because he was gonna get out of there. He was gonna try.
2: And he called dispatch and told him what?
4: He called dispatch and says hey, I I wish I need to get the recording. I really
1: would love to get the recording. Oh I'd love to hear that too. I would as well. I've no memory of that
4: I've been kidnapped, I need I'm I'm a police officer, (laughs) I've been kidnapped and and you know, luckily it's so much funnier now.
1: (laughs) Of course I can only imagine that dispatcher going
4: I've got tons Sean? of uh, the, the beauty of Sean is that I his humor is unmatched and I've got tons of stories from the hospital I could tell you. You need to write a bullet
2: yes. just. Oh, it I all started in writing. It. Get it all yes. in writing.
4: I don't know what I'm going to title it quite yet. You know because there's so question many question mark. The <laughs> question mark of Sean Stoddard. Yeah, there was a, that's one of the stories of many of him. Remembering briefly, and then within the morning, he didn't remember that he was out. Sure, was our blessing.
0: Watch
2: me screw with dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> this is for all those last minute
3: calls <laughs> that's me right. up at the end of the show. I do like to make things fun and entertaining, and sometimes it's considered inappropriate.
2: Um, <laughs> hey, the position you were in, I hope you had some fun with it.
3: <laughs> and that was the last day that I was allowed to have a phone.
2: Actually, that's true.
3: <laughs> you know,
2: like one of those play Mattel
0: phones.
3: To play right. Well, and I, 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 you know, as I digested this, I'm like, let's see. So, you know, chatting with the nurses and therapists, I'm like, can, can I leave here? No, no, you need to stay here. Okay, but I don't want to stay here. No, you, this is for your good. We need to help you. Okay. So am I am I allowed to leave? No, no you need to stay here. So I'm not free to leave. No, no. Okay. Watch this. Well, So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean in my opinion, you know, from you know, everything rebooting and stuff. Exactly. I'm not allowed to leave. Yep. And so I'm being held against my will. I'm hostage. <laughs> it makes
4: sense. You know, I'm not allowed to of... have my gun. I'm not allowed to have my phone. I'm not allowed to I would hear this constantly with his <laughs> brain and get back on that thought is I am a prisoner here. And I just tried him out. No wrong P word. You're a patient. A <laughs> patient. Yeah. It takes way more patience than a patient has. Hey,
1: I'm with you, Sean. When I was in the hospital, they told me I kept trying to leave. And every 10, 20 minutes I'd be Asking why was it? Why am I here? What happened? Why am I here? What happened? And then I would try to get up and leave. Yep. And, yeah.
3: Well, and uh, I I got the opportunity to go after um maybe a, a year and some change um Dr. Dar Ramperstad um he's um he, he him and I became friends before my injury through the nonprofit world and he um he's a psychologist and um, does a lot of training for police. Um, a lot of good work. Yeah, he's a great guy, and him and I um, became friends. Well, I I um. He, we, we chatted um, maybe a year and some change after the injury. He's like, Hey, we're doing um, some training um, at one of the hospitals, um, specifically on traumatic brain injuries. Um, would you be willing to come in, and chat with folks? And so I'm like, Yeah, sure. And so he gave me the address, and um, I go to this location, and um, people are looking at me and they're like a little bit surprised. And I'm like, Everyone looks a little surprised. well, I didn't know because my brain was deleted and stills I'm still in therapy so I'm still rehabbing and hoping to rehab even though it's been it's coming up on three years and they're like, you're done dude I'm. Oh, well, so intrepid I, I sh- hope yeah intrepid hope yes um I, I show up at this hospital, and I, I was a patient there. And they they knew me better than I know myself, which is pretty much the general situation. Sure. Uh, but
4: oh, yeah. they He doesn't remember the hospital at all, from yeah. what I understand. That whole two and a half months
2: of his life, gone. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, to be honest with you. It's just like Tom not remembering right. his actual accident because – I don't know if even if you remember it, he'd probably be dumb enough to get back on a motorcycle again. But (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Um, I (laughs) would have. Yeah, there's some things that I'm okay with not remembering those kinds of things.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And it really is what he talks about. You know, it is just that stone's throw of I didn't get to choose. I, I have an option to remember things or don't remember things. I don't have that option. Yeah. You know, so
2: there are a lot of wives that can relate and, and not from a TBI, but just from husbands' <laughs> selective memories. Selective. At least he has an excuse. Yeah, this, is, this is
4: unfortunately not selective. Right. It's just so. But I do have sympathy for those wives, and I and I want you know if there's wives listening that, that are going to or, or spouses even reverse that and it, sure, it's a, you know, to have them understand that that in that moment, um, this is right now. Mm-hmm. This is right now. It's it's not going to be like this forever. You sure. look at where Sean's at now. You're right. looking at a walking miracle. I mean, yeah. there's Absolutely. so much of what he can do now that if I could transport you back to that time and see where he was, you would say, oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. it's, it's a long road to recover. Yeah. And
2: the brain is the slowest healing part mm-hmm. of the body. Well, it's very complex. It's mm-hmm. yeah. a lot to do with it. So. And again, God wasn't done with you. Uh, I mean, that's the bottom line to it. Yes. There's a, again, like we were talking about before the show, there's purpose in this pain and there's, it, you've got a story to tell and you've got people to reach, even if it's just one person.
3: And this path is taking me down um, a, a different place than I would be traditionally. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I mean, you know, there's the nonprofit part of me where I was uh, helping folks dealing with different ailments. But This has changed things a, a little bit. And so, you know, like, this um, this last Saturday, you know, me and my family we went and, and supported Brain Injury Alliance. Um, we've gotten to know them; they have become an extended part of the family. Like, um, uh, so Brain Injury Alliance of Arizona, like I wouldn't um, be chatting with them uh, as frequently and going to some of the events, and we we have date nights and things like that with them. And you know, sure. so it's um, well, you're
2: giving hope to people that are not as far along necessarily as you are, mm-hmm. because again, the medical world doesn't know. I, you know, I told my oncologist when I was diagnosed, I said, don't ever tell me how long you think I have and what stage I right. am, because <laughs> right. God's the only one who knows my expiration date. Right. And I don't want that planted in my head. But to see you, to to see the accident, to see where you were, this is, everybody should be hopeful. Right. There anybody who shouldn't be, including Tyler that was shot at Phoenix. Right. I don't know if you've kept yes. up with his story and- all of that, but you know, he wasn't supposed to live through the night, and right. now he's trying to walk again, and all that. That's all, it, all That's all we can offer anybody is hope. Mm-hmm.
3: And 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 if I can help I any mean, my brothers and sisters that are struggling, that gives me purpose. Sure, to be able to, um, to help folks that are struggling. Like sometimes you just need a hand. Mm-hmm. Just um, you know, you're like uh, there's a beautiful painting of Christ reaching into. Um, Uh, like a river or ocean and hands coming into the water and being pulled out of it. And that's a beautiful thing. Like, um, when everything is falling apart, when we feel like we are alone, um, to have that brotherly, um, love and to have, you know, from him, but also from our brothers and sisters here, our earthly brothers and sisters. And to have that, um, it can make a difference Mm -hmm. in night, night and day. Um, and and during those challenging arduous times, to have um, someone reach out and let them and just say, "I love you, mm-hmm. thank you." Um, that's that can be life changing. Yeah, like today, as um, the 50 year um, with, withdrawal from Vietnam, 50 year anniversary today. You know, and um, as I was kind of digesting that, you know, I um, we just. Um, we had the withdrawal from Afghanistan where I spent time. And so I was, I was trying to digest this different, different circumstances, events, you know, um, the Vietnam war. I mean, they were hated. They weren't, Absolutely. they weren't welcome mm-hmm. home. And so can I just share, you know, for anyone that's listening for their Vietnam vet or family, like my wife has, um, you know, she, she's in, endeavoring and enduring that our life, you know, with um, intrepid hope, and also the challenges that go with it. But thank you. Thank you for serving our good country. Yes. We are imperfect, um, but you have my brotherly love, and um, I'm grateful for you uh, serving our country and making a difference. And, you, you know, you weren't welcomed home properly. Right. But... You made a difference overseas, you made yes. a difference at home, and you continue to make a difference. It's amazing that, that uh, a lot of those folks was, uh, came back and they had all those challenges and they still mm-hmm. um, helped um, their, their families, their communities, their country, right. yep. the world, and serving in different capabilities and capacities. Um, and deserve the utmost respect. For sure.
4: And that's what we often, in this one, our gratitude moments is mm-hmm. knowing that the, because they shared their stories, mm-hmm. because of how hard it was, my husband's story has better care. Sure.
3: Yes. And because
4: of what he's gone through and this injury and with other things, other people are going to have Better care. Absolutely. It's going to keep moving it forward to where we're at a better understanding. Yeah.
3: We can make a difference mm-hmm. to folks in the future, our, 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 the next generation. Sure. Yeah. And
4: that shows you how important it is in telling the story and making Absolutely. sure people are aware that this happens and being vulnerable enough to e- express that those hardships and those things. Sure.
3: One, one thing that um, popped in my mind as I was coming over here today um, was my, my mom sent me... Um, a letter while I was in Afghanistan that I thought I'd share. It's 30 seconds, mm-hmm, just a little, sure. it's a poem. And um, I, you may have heard it, but um, this is, again, think about Vietnam and there's so many challenges that are just going on right now. Yes. But I think that this is applicable when she sent me 12 years ago or whatever. Um, and it's applicable for everything that's going on. It's called The, the Good Timber. It's by Douglas Malak. And it says, you have to bear with me. I'm trying to sure. make it through this. but um, The tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light but stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain never became a forest king but lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil To gain and farm his patch of soil, never had to win his share. Of sun and sky and light and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. The further the sky, the greater the length, the more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men good timbers grow. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both, and they hold council with the stars whose broken branches show the scars of many winds and much of strife. This is the common law of life. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm grateful for my life is abundantly blessed. And today we look, we, we think of our brothers and sisters from Vietnam. My, you know, I think of Afghanistan. I think of my well, my grandfather's who served in the army. Um, my gr- my papa um, Ralph Stoddard. He he was in World War II and um, had two Purple Hearts. And you know, and during World War II and um, I think I think of them. I think of the many generations that have laid the foundation for us to exist in our good country and we are imperfect, but as we strive to uphold the ideals of what God would have us do and be, there is strength and hope. And like Becky talked about, um, intrepid hope, her and I went and did a, a VA therapy, um, recently, um, and they, they were asking, hey, what do you want to call your team? And I thought, well, intrepid's like brave, and hope is important. So that's intrepid something that's... Intrepid hope. Yeah, intrepid hope.
4: Sure. There's a recent title. Get
3: but you know, as, as, uh, as uh, all the challenges are going on, there's reason to have intrepid hope. Mm-hmm. There's reason to look forward to the future. Everything is not over. There is hope. Mm-hmm. There is hope in the future. Um, and I oftentimes share that Every day is a gift. Every breath is a gift and an opportunity to help. And and as we endeavor to help, that gives us purpose and gives us hope.
2: Sure. Yeah, I was going to church on Sunday and passed a marquee at a very, very small church over in, in Chandler. And, and I wish I had taken a picture of it, but it was basically something to the effect of that God, um, friends, friends, are the people that God provides to take care of us for him. Yeah. That those are the links for yeah. us because we do need that human connection. You know, we can believe and isolate ourselves and and get into a lot of trouble in and, and a big yeah. hurry, but it's when you can reach out. And this is why at under the shield we're so big on, you have to have lived some aspect of this life to really be able to help because the things, military, law enforcement, fire, all those are lifestyles. And it's hard to understand those things if you haven't been there. And it's hard for those in those industries to hear someone who sits kind of in an ivory tower, has an education, studied a lot of books, that kind of stuff to really know what this looks like and what's needed. Mm -hmm. And that's where, to me, that you are going to, have the greatest impact because I can't, he doesn't remember how to, so I don't know if he can or not, but we'll find out.
3: Um, can I just throw him a bone? Thanks, Tom for you know, you've helped us to train um, some of the folks. And thanks for helping out with the police department. You know, you came out and helped out the Mesa Police Department. Thank you. Don't worry, Susan. I'll cut that out.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's leave it. He's, he's our whipping post here. <laughs> don't cut this out. It's, it's yeah.
4: There's <laughs> earthly angels. There really are. We, and it's we true. call for heavenly
2: angels, yeah. but yeah.
4: those friends, there's angels. Right. Right Right
2: here on Earth that are doing that job and making sure they come. How many archangels are there, and are
3: you just in Arizona? So we have a board. So there's the original archangels, (laughs) um, 2007, um, and you know we're a company, Mm -hmm. a a platoon in a company, 56 MP company, which is out of Mesa. um, So and they're still here in Mesa. um, The 56 MP company. We just um, we worked with Sunbelt Rentals to make sure that um, we were able to help out some of the families that are struggling, um, and and. And we helped out ten families in several units um, in the Mesa area, including the Fifty Six MP Company, which is you know the unit that we deployed with. And we helped, and some of rentals helped to take care of uh, ten families. Mm-hmm. So that and uh, Disabled Veterans Foundation, who um, is led by Patrick Young, who is a Vietnam veteran, and he um, was severely injured by a landmine, and he's he's um, he helped us to take care of families. Are struggling um, with uh, like food, and um, and then um, some about rentals are um, helped to make sure that families were taken care of to work with old Saint Nicholas, to make sure that you know, and different ideologies, and make sure that
4: some holiday operations, some sure. holiday operations,
3: sure. um, I, I call it, uh, Santa soldiers, um, but you know, <laughs> um, so it's it's an opportunity to help folks that are struggling because the end of the year is very stressful Absolutely. for a yeah. lot of families and folks, and um, so. That we'd be um, we've taken care of. When I was the first sergeant, they helped out with um, soldiers um, with uh, the civil affairs unit. Um, and uh, so there's the military component,
2: but there's also the nonprofit.
3: Yes, well,
2: yeah, the nonprofit separate from that. It's something that he
4: started on the side once when he was a police officer. He came back from Afghanistan. He realized the struggle mm-hmm. amongst both his military and his you know police brethren and sisters that were doing really hard having a really hard time. But as far as numbers go, it's really hard to calculate that because one of the things I love that he wanted to do is make this a volunteer. We're volunteers. Mm-hmm. We make zero dollars and zero cents when we do our work. And we do that so we can ask people to be volunteers as well. Sure. Right. And that we can live what we preach, for lack of better words, but also to know that every bit of it is going back to those we serve. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, you know, there's no need. And that's us. and part
3: of that's through helping Macy United Way. They actually have the buildings and the sure. infrastructure. And so yeah, we,
4: we don't pay for our books to be covered. You know, it's really nice to have a bunch of nonprofit families as we call them that, that come together. And, in, and how we mentioned how we work with other nonprofit families. It's a very good thing to connect and to be able to, you do, you be able to do more.
2: Correct. So are you I'm just concerned. here though in
4: Arizona currently? Uh, but it, that's even hard to say. Yeah. So
3: um, <laughs> I, the effort's I, working with Macy and way with Mark Young, um, who's outstanding He's the president and CEO of the Macy and way. And his outstanding staff. So we, we endeavor to help different folks. But like I was just telling you, like earlier in the podcast that um, this week, yesterday, a few days ago, two days ago, um, there's an original archangel. He doesn't live in the state of Arizona. Okay. And so um, we there. You know, um, I'm here in Arizona, 56MP company. Um, you know, there's different organization stuff. So a lot of stuff happens because I'm here mm-hmm. in Arizona. But you know, um, we do do things outside of Arizona. Um, when the, the original archangels, most of everyone at the 56 MP company was generally from Arizona, but the archangels, a lot of them were from outside of Arizona, from California and, and other States. And so, um, there's, I, I, there's, uh, soldiers that are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Um, like my, my friend, uh, Peterson, his, his, uh, his family and I are are close. I I consider them part of my extended family. Mm -hmm. And, um, so like he, uh, he come, uh, his father came down for spring training. They oftentimes come down and we spend time with them. Um, they're A's fans. I'm from Arizona, so go D-backs. But um, no. you know. just
2: don't talk college football, and we'll be
3: alright.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good
4: to know that Peterson's family. Unfortunately, Peterson was a loss mm-hmm. for our 50, for the Archangels. You know, unfortunately, sure, has gone past has passed. But but that they're there and they but the the outreach that we have is you know a lot of Arizona, but it is also meant to be an outreach to any veteran. Any military, any first responder, we want to make sure the message gets out there that there are things for you. There are programs, there are opportunities, there are therapies. There's no talk therapies that you can do um, if this is just too hard to talk through. Sure. There's options mm-hmm. besides just compartmentalizing and living in it and
2: and suffering. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's the vision here? Do you want to go nationwide? Is that the plan for the
3: Archangels? To my or? plan is to help people. Where I mean, are you? so when I started the Archangels, it was trying to help folks that were struggling, mm-hmm. and so um, you know that's where that's what I I endeavored to do, and that's what we have done. Unfortunately, you know, there's good staff. Um, one of the original Archangels, Andy Leopards, on it um, on the staff, and there's so you know the hope is to help folks that are struggling and. Connecting with different folks, we're kind of like um, like an arrow in the quiver.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, there's a lot of good groups and organizations that um, create the arrow, that create the quiver, that, you know, and we're just, you know, we're grateful to be part of it. And we can help guide um, folks, you know, and and that's like connecting different folks in different capabilities and capacities. Um, there's some strength in that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like, and our life puts us in a place where it's fairly unique of, you know, helping different families and different uh, challenges and the struggles that they're going through. And so um, as as we continue the mission, um, you know, we're going to try to help folks in different capabilities and capacities uh, facing different challenges. Right.
2: Well, and, you know, I I want to offer under the shield up to you because, again, this is what we look to do is to team up and help other groups that have visions the way we do, that it's going to take everybody and every effort and every, you know, I said, if somebody comes to me and says, Susan, I read that standing on my head for 30 minutes will help my PTSD, I'm going, put your feet up, let's go. <laughs> you know, who am I to say it won't work? And, and
0: the
4: real focus is to lift where we stand. It's mm-hmm. not designed to, you know. When you ask us, you know, do we want to go nationwide? Do we we want to help people wherever we find them. Sure. And he has that poem that he always liked, and he started our nonprofit kind of like that. And it's called the Starfish. And here's this. Uh, do you want to tell it? <laughs> you
3: mean this? <laughs> <laughs> he
2: whips yes, out a starfish and he his does. Without
4: yes, he has that as a reminder of that poem um, because I love when he was impacted about this story of. Just this vision of a man walking down the beach, and all these starfish had washed ashore. And you're trying. He starts picking one up and throwing it it in. And and someone comes. by, What are you doing? Mm. You can't possibly save them all. And almost as if he's asking, "Why try? Why try? Yep. And it doesn't make a difference. He's like, "Well, made a difference to that one. Yes, makes a difference to that one. And that's kind of the goal. Is okay. As we see people, we want to help them. It's not wait till we get national. Wait till we get this place, or wait till we're here. It's we're going to let the growth happen naturally because we are doing all we can to encourage others as well to lift where they stand.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm asking those things because we do have an audience that is all over. And so how would they even find out about you? How would they reach
3: you? So we're on social media. So uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter website website Uh, okay Um, and if if anyone gets bored they can send an email to me at (laughs) s stoddard s t o d d a r d at archangel dot rocks I will I'm gonna spell the whole thing yep so s is in Sierra s is in Sierra and then t is in tango o is Oscar d is in Delta d is in Delta a is in Alpha r is in Romeo d is in Delta at yes, <laughs> Archangel A R C H A N G E L dot rocks R O C K S. So, no
2: S, even though your shirt has an S. Yes, on it. okay. So, so,
3: here's the deal we are the Archangels, but we individually rock. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, that's the, the um, Archangel gotcha. And if yes. and as we were coming up with the you know, dot org, dot com, dot whatever. I mean, rocks. You know, you got to have a good time. Sure. You you can you can be in Iraq or Afghanistan and be terrible like situation, but you can still have an okay time and like make it positive, good. And you got to be tactical and safe. Sure. Otherwise, bad things can happen. Sure. But you can still make the most terrible, awful situation where you're covered in flies and they're going all sorts of places and, you know, it's miserable, terrible. (laughs) But, um, you can still find reasons to be. Helpful and happy, and sure. have purpose, and serve, and labor to help our brothers and sisters. Sure,
2: mm-hmm. thank you for that. Absolutely, and and Joelle will make sure it's also part of our um, podcast
1: description. Description,
2: yeah. and and I I think you and I have something else in common, if, mm-hmm. unless Tom's a liar. Nope. Uh, <laughs> which he's been known to do. <laughs> the Vitania.
3: Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, so um,
2: I'm headed over there as soon as we leave here. As a matter of fact, yes, they have allowed me to go through it for the chemo brain. Wow. To which my Marine laughs and says, How does it work with the dementia, mom? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I go, Yeah, okay, smartass. Um, But uh, yeah, um, I'm starting second month um, and I'm very impressed so far. Yeah, I thought I, it was a bunch of hoo-ha, and I told <laughs> the owner Mike that I, for several years I was like, "Yeah, that's a bunch of bull." <laughs> and then we had him on the podcast with the Stacy, the clinical director, and um, yeah, it's pretty fascinating,
3: actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sean 1.0 would have probably have felt this, a similar thing, oh, but I think, yeah. you know, just whatever. But um, <laughs> so you're
2: finishing the program now. So I
3: finished six months of it with the, pl- the police department. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm coming up on the end. I'm in the last. I don't know. Um, a few weeks, or whatever it is. Um, but, um, and fortunately, it's been, um, uh, it's been provided through Heal the Hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Heal the Hero. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And and they, they do fantastic stuff. So if anyone, you know, in Arizona or other places, I mean, um, you know, Under the Shield, Heal the Hero, there's a lot of um, folks that are doing some phenomenal stuff. And I, we work with these different organizations mm-hmm. like, like um, you know, I mentioned we do Christmas stuff or whatever it is for soldiers. Um, but, you know, these are some huge organizations that Absolutely. we work with, and, and they're they, fantastic.
4: And it's, and it's a grant, so it, yes. it's given to you. This is therapy, thousands yes. of dollars of therapy that you're getting for free, and there's availability in that grant for sure. And that's one of
2: the reasons Under the Shield got involved, because we um, have a contract through the Arizona Municipal Risk Retention Pool— which represents, I found out we've been saying it wrong, 78 of the 91 cities and towns. We were saying 72. Well, uh, I was police saying by, 77. Well, so you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 78. Uh, police, fire, dispatch, civilians. And when our director of operations was going through it, she's just finished it up, and she was a Tempe dispatcher, and uh, I started going, okay, let me go watch this. And I sat in on it and got to ask her coach a lot of questions, and they had the answers, and I thought, okay, this is that one time, Joelle, you can mark I was wrong, (laughs) Um, that it's not a bunch of (laughs) (laughs) hoo-hahs. It's it's a real thing. And uh, so Mike, the owner, was kind enough to go, you know, Susan, you need to go through it if you're going to be promoting it to all those first responders all over the state. Mm-hmm. and so it's been a good thing, so we're going to add a component of that in our training as we go around the state and train these police and fire and dispatch, and uh, yeah, it, you know, it's just an, it's another tool, when we were talking, I had a big meeting with them the other day, and we were talking about, you know, we don't want to call it treatment, we don't want to call it therapy, it's really about human performance, it's, it is. it's enhancing human performance is what it is,
4: yeah. I've just started the program too. And it is oh, good. definitely a, an opening experience to know what it's available for our law enforcement, especially. Yes. But yes. The big thing that I wanted to tell that I told him about it was as he was going through it, we were at about that time, what we were like two and a half years into from post accident. And that's kind of the time where for lack of better words, they start giving up. It's your maximum medical improvement You're done healing. Mm -hmm. This is just is what it is. You're Uh going to be like this the rest of your life. And, of course, Sean does have intrepid hope. And it was never about being done when when it about the year mark is where they traditionally um, cut off your uh, vocational therapies and things. If it's not working, it's not working. So they stop it. Sure. So he went on a mission to do what he calls uh, what do we call self-led vocational therapies where he would go and do volunteer work. So he worked with the police, he worked with, you know, and that's where he found out also again about Tanya and its program. And here I am also noticing there's less changes, you know, he has so done, this might be just where he's at the rest of his life. And then he started that program and there was a noticeable difference within mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. you know, just small little differences of him coming home from those events and what usually exhausts him, sure. you know, if I can be so frank about that, you know, with while you're president um it's going to be a little can more you say whatever you want talk about right, <laughs> behind your I've back got like... the microphone no, I can't take I mean,
3: it <laughs> no it's
4: sure. it's it's a it's very true. vulnerable moment to notice about brain injuries is, you know i'm sure tom can kind of relate a little bit to this it's the, there's good days and bad days mm-hmm. sure there's days where you're wiped out and you don't get a plan those days you don't get to decide how much energy you have in the tank that day sure if you can only go 3 hours in what you're doing then and you have to take a rest that's that's it yeah, and that was kind of where we were at before Vitania. After Vitania, you know, here he's coming. Um, you know, he's, at, he's still in the military, um, and he would come home from, for instance, drill, mm-hmm. and he actually could mm-hmm. stay up. He could actually be with the kids. I said, "What is going on?" That's a good thing. Yeah, and it wasn't always like I say. Ne- we we right. could never have a an ability to put it on a calendar like how he's going to be feeling, uh-huh. how he's going to be doing. That's just the the part of a TBI. Sure. Um, that if I could vocalize that for those who are caretakers, it's, it's the unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, but to see those small changes and then to see them increase to where, okay, now I can go, you know, four hours without having to take a break. Um, or on this day I was able to go to that, that, you know, event, the working with cadets, for instance, at the police, and he, he was able to come home, drive home, which is an hour's drive. And still be able to talk to me about how that event went instead of, we'll talk about it in the morning. Sure. Because it was late and it's, it's, you're tired. Um, the Tanya is the only it's, thing that changed in that time
2: period. It's amazing. So it was a very incredible performance what they do with brain performance. And, and I have to ask as we're wrapping this up because the funniest story that Tom has about his TBI. <laughs> how was your short-term memory there when you first got home?
3: It's well documented that my memory is awful. <laughs> okay.
2: Cuz Tom's good. kids were lucky in the they were how teenagers. Old were your kids? They were teenagers?
1: Yeah, they were teenagers. Yeah.
2: And oh. yeah, the best one is he talks about his son would come in and Asking for $20. And Tom <laughs> would give you $20. He'd walk out the door. <laughs> I see what that And he'd come offended. back. Yeah. And he, hey, Dad, you remember that $20 you owe me?
4: Oh, shucks. I think I didn't have teenagers yeah. yet. But I did joke with him that that is what every TBI person needs is five little kids. Because oh, they will test your knowledge of things. So we have this story of my little girl going up to say, Dad, I need a drink of water. I want a cup of water. And he's like, okay, cup, cup. I know what a cup is. So he's like going, finally gets it all together. I just, oh, but I want the pink cup. (laughs) He's like, oh, dear. Uh, You know, try. And in that moment, just try to remember what's pink. Okay. Uh, But, you know. Sure. They challenge every. If they're, you're not saying a word, they'll fill it in for you. Absolutely. I have no problems doing that. And so. Well, it's a successful therapy for the future.
2: I have kids and the brain to treat. Yeah, there you go. That's a. That, that, honey, you're doomed. <laughs> How many of those are girls?
3: There's two, two of them.
2: Okay. Well, at least it's not all five. Yeah. No. Like some. officer <laughs> when I hear
3: have, right here and have six
2: girls, you go, oh, you were bad in your earlier life. <laughs> and that's when you're grateful you have friends that are cops. <laughs> yes, yes. okay. Absolutely. Here's the, here's the plate, right? <laughs> I'll follow them around. Uh, but, yeah, this has been amazing. I'm glad to know about your organization, about you guys, and I see that there are things that under the shield and Archangels can work together on to, again, bridge another gap in there somewhere that we can um, start to make a difference also. Thank you for making a difference. Absolutely. We would be honored in any way. And like I said, I think I see recruiting for stress coaching (laughs) coming in um, that we need to, to get you guys on board and trained, and it's a 40-hour certification that we teach, and we'd love to have you as part of that to help with military as well as law enforcement families. And Thank so you. we'll be talking to you about those things in the near future. Hopefully, I'm hoping May, if we can get my doctors to cooperate. They're <laughs> so just not cooperating. I'm not happy about it. But. And
1: before we go, can we get your website address?
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: Archangel.rocks. Archangels. www.archangel.rocks
0: with
1: archangel. the s on the end archangels no nope. okay just archangel archangel,
3: archangel. archangel singular okay because we individually rock dot all right. rocks all right rocks well you're an inspiration to quite a few
2: and i think that this is gonna you know this is a god thing he i wasn't even supposed to live here 12 almost 12 years ago he said go west and literally Here's where I landed, not knowing a soul in the whole state. <laughs> and everybody thought in Alabama I was suicidal or had met a man. I said, if it's a man, he's coming back my direction. <laughs> and I had no idea what my journey was going to be, but it has been quite an interesting one and one I'm very grateful for and been very blessed by and honored to know you guys and have you on our podcast. And we'll have you back. We'd love yeah. to have you back in Thank here. You again. For us. Good to be here. Absolutely. You want to wrap us up or is it my
1: turn to wrap us up? Uh, it's, it's technically your turn. But all right, you know, I'll do or. it. You
2: don't remember the number anyway. Uh, for all of our listeners out there, too, first responders, military families, please know we are available to you 24-7, 365. Everything we do it Under the Shills Anonymous, there's no notes, there's no records, you can lie, be your chief, you can be whoever you want to be, we don't care. Um, our toll-free number is 855-889-2348. If you hit extension one, we will not have your phone number. It is true anonymity. Um, So if you get disconnected from us, you're going to have to call us back. When you hit that extension one, you are going to be connected to a stress coach. Let it ring because it's going to be rolling. If one's tied up, it's going to roll to somebody else. You could get me. You could get Tom. You could get David Cohen in Alabama. Um, Let it ring. Someone will answer. If you want to talk to me, I'm extension two. Tom is extension four. David Cohen is extension three. Uh, My cell number I'm happy to give to you also is area code 334-324-3570. Text during the day because I'm either in podcast or I'm teaching or I'm in session, but I check my text throughout the day. Nighttime always call. Call. I'm old. I won't hear the beep on the text. <laughs> Tom, your number?
1: And if you want to talk to me, my phone number is 480-861-6574.
2: And we'll make sure that in the description, Joel puts all the contact information here. If you're interested in getting involved uh, with Sean and his wife, Rebecca, um, please do reach out. And for all the families, we like to make sure that we include, you are included in this. This is a lifestyle. Everything that we do, I think too often, having been the spouse of a drug enforcement agent, I I was on the outside. And it's time that we recognize that y'all are a part of the lifestyle, not this keep it all separate stuff like they're still teaching in academies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reach out to us. And we appreciate the sacrifices that everyone makes in these industries. Uh, And it's not just the sworn, and it's not just the first responders and military. The families make huge sacrifices. And So reach out to us. God bless you. God bless your families and this great nation that we live in. Thank you for all that you do for us. And we hope you'll come back next time. Thanks again, Rebecca and Sean.
3: Thank you.